0: There are two things that I hate when they CGI, and that's fucking fire and blood. Call me a Targaryen because I love practical fire and practical blood. What's that on your screen? Some kind of program about a Westworld on TV. Well, it doesn't sound like anything. I'm Red Scott. And I'm Ivan Hernandez. And this doesn't sound like anything to me. The third best Westworld podcast covering the fourth season of what will hopefully be the end of this fucking show. I'm so excited to wade back into the Western world and see what has been happening. What Western world? This isn't Westworld. This is World World. New York. Maybe you're familiar with one of the great cities of the West. First of all, it's the East. Of the world? No, this is the Western it's world. It's the East. Very clearly. We're on the East. You're on the East Coast, baby. So how has your season one, two, and three rewatch been going, Ivan? Because I've been delighting in it. Just absolutely... Fucking no way you could ever get me to watch the entirety of Westworld season one through three again. You watch so much bad television. Why won't you watch this good television? Because it's new! It's new! It's something that I haven't seen before already. Why would I want to retread to... An entire season of television that I literally hated and said as much while it was airing. So, you hate original programming. That's, you like yes. to go just retread I, some nostalgia. This isn't even original programming. This is an adaptation of a Michael Crichton novel that was also adapted into a movie. This was never yeah, a novel. This is a, this is a double move. This is a double adaptation. It was an original screenplay and they took ideas from the, the first Westworld movie, as you well know, is just robots went crazy. It it wasn't robots got sentient. And I love to fucking watch Robots go crazy at this point. It's awful. It's awful. I would rather watch the original Westworld than this season of television. This season of television is so good. I've already seen this first episode, The Auguries, twice. And I'm gonna watch it again before <laughs> before next week comes out. That beard is choking your fucking brain. I do have a beard, also much like Caleb. I have a beautiful child named Frankie, who I will protect at all costs. A beautiful biracial child? Where do they get these biracial children? What do you mean? The normal way? (laughs) (laughs) I don't... (laughs) On a conceptual level. On a conceptual level. I I, I don't understand. I don't know. Why does every single conflicted white protagonist have a biracial daughter? It's got something for everybody. That's that's why they always have the combination of the liberal element and the conservative element. It's a gay cop. It's a... (laughs) I hate this show so much. This is written by Lisa Joy and Will Sudik. And you know what Will Sudic is, Ivan? One of your favorite things. Does Is is he an nepotism baby? A guy without a Wikipedia page. Oh, that's it. he's a staff writer, though. We can't expect <laughs> staff writers to have wikis. Okay, fair enough. If a showrunner doesn't have a wiki, that's a bad sign. If a staff if a staff writer does have a wiki, that's a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bad signs, we open Uh excuse me? Excuse me? Excuse me? Uh, oh, before we get into this. I'm so excited. We have to know what happened previously on Westworld. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? Yeah, I've done mushrooms. <laughs> There's a deeper deeper level to this game. It's called New Game Plus. <laughs> It's not a business venture, nor a theme park, is exactly what they said about Galaxy's Edge, and look how that's doing. We weren't here to code the host. Nobody knows JavaScript anymore. They put you in a cage, Caleb, and not in a cool sex way. Her plan is for us to die, and unlike Krakoa X-Men, none of us come back out of a gross egg. I'm really loving Krakoa X-Men. I'm really loving Hickman's X-Men. Hey, remember Michael Ely was in the show? Dolores wasn't trying to exterminate the human race. Well, why didn't she say so? (laughs) Actually, a good point. This is the new world. And in this world, you can be whoever the fuck you want as long as you're still the straight white cis male protagonist. And that was previously on Westworld. The previously on, I noticed, was very heavily anchored towards the first and second season i wonder why what was it about the third season that they would want to show as little footage from it as possible i mentioned this in our recap episode that the thing i'm worried about is that they just literally throw that whole season out i wish and just try and go along a new storyline oh if we'd gone back to the island so far my biggest criticism is that it's should be binged, that this should be the entire season all at once, that they should not release this episode to episode, despite the fact that it enables me and this podcast to force you to watch it. That is the best part of it. But this, the seasons of this show are so much better when you can just watch all of them at once. You can actually understand what's going on and appreciate things instead of just losing your mind. Yeah, it's stupid to watch things week to week. Yes. I don't have time for this. No. But we open on Vegas. It's very strange that we open on an area that looks like the park did in the first season, the area that inspired the park. Mm -hmm. Las Vegas, Hoover Dam. How convinced were you that these were new characters when you saw these two guys on the dam speaking Spanish? Are they not new characters? Of course they are. Yeah. Was there part of you that was like, I don't? Were these guys in? Fucking Brigham, bring him, bring him to get me, bring him. I was like, hey, uh, are we supposed to have seen this guy s- uh, uh, two years ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, more, more, because he's a fucking season one, two host. Yeah, Colonel Brigham. Do you think that guy was ever expecting you get to get the call back from his agents? I don't think he's worked since then. <laughs> On my rewatch, every time I rewatch this show, Simon Quarterman's contributions loom larger and larger. He is absolutely my favorite part of the show at this point and his acting career like got started very late and i i feel like he's not as prominent as he should be why can't this guy get more work i, I want this guy character acting and everything something that was very funny is uh, i i went to the westworld page on hbo max's site and i hit play mm-hmm. and i was like wow they they didn't change the intro sequence for this episode and uh, <laughs> wow they they're bringing back all of the people from season what? Simon Quarterman. <laughs> J- James Marsden is here. <laughs> it took me 30 seconds into the first episode to realize I was watching the first episode. That's how fucking stupid I am. Why, why does this have the Fincher-esque color grading that nobody's done in five years? <laughs> I was like, oh, Shannon Woodward's back. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been very. Yeah, that is the number one person that I think was shorted arc-wise by the show. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's because you have a crush on, sh- you have a crush on fucking LC. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> so I got to say, this Spanish felt very Google Translate. Yeah, it did. So it's, it felt extremely Google Trans. It felt like they wrote this in English and just fucking shoved it into Google Translate. And of course did not have any Latin writers on the staff to be like, Hey, sounds like a fucking robot set in and not the way you want. There's something about HBO that I don't really understand where they're like de facto racism. Yes, a specific type though. Uh They're, they're a de facto like British company. Like so many, they, so many of like British character actors coming in to play Americans. And it's like, I don't know why that's the case, but I feel like they have that great British bake off style of racism (laughs) (laughs) where they're they're just like, Mexico to them is not a real country. Yeah. They, they keep referring to everyone as (laughs) Spanish. Yeah. It's very off putting. They're like, uh, Spaniards aren't white, so you aren't either. I sort of got, I've had British people on the fucking internet be like, uh, excuse me, you're white. And I'm like, fucking, no, I'm not gringo. I enjoy calling white people gringo. So William gets dropped off in a fucking human sized drone, which I know we've seen them before, but it, yeah. it, it is very funny how they're just like, all right, what if drone but big? <laughs> Some important notes. First off, if you did not listen to the recap, this is almost assuredly host William who knifed living William in the neck seven years ago did you watch the preview for the next episode i did not they they really gave away some shit oh yeah yeah this is why i like i like my surprises i no longer care for surprise i love surprise it's it's a core element of storytelling especially in westworld so this is host william and also the drone that you just pointed out says delos on the side so delos still exists as a company and Mm -hmm. host william is presumably in charge of it So the Hoover Dam is another one of those great American civil works that doesn't interest me. How does the Hoover Dam benefit me directly? I don't know. I I mean, I. Exactly. (laughs) If I don't get a direct benefit from a civil works project, it doesn't even matter to me. I just like thinking about the fact that most of our country's dams were built at the same time when FDR was president and was trying to (laughs) pump money into the economy and that they're all going to collapse within the next 20 years. (laughs) <laughs> wow, you're giving them 20. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm just trying to be right. I'm casting a wide net. Very optimistic. Very <laughs> optimistic. So William is definitely trying to make his own Westworld. So my guess... Or does he just want the data? Because he's buying the land around them too. That part is interesting. So what he said is, it was stolen from me eight years ago, and no one can decrypt it. So that makes me think that this is actually the location of the Valley Beyond, which is all the host storage. They got beamed into space, didn't they? We don't know that they ended up there or that they didn't go into some longer term storage on the planet or that maybe the writers were like, we can't do a full zero G scene. Can we put the data somewhere (laughs) on Earth? Maybe somewhere cheap to film like Nevada. And also, he wouldn't know that Bernard had the encryption key the entire time. So he says... She died. I can't get into it. That would be Dolores, presumably, and he wouldn't know that Bernard had the encryption key the entire time, which we found out at the end of season three, as you well remember. Uh, he wouldn't know anything about Bernard because fucking he does, Jeffrey Wright doesn't even show up. I don't even know if he's in this season. I'm. Uh, I'm. He's definitely in the season. He has to be. He has to be. He has he's one hundred percent in the season. By the way, the the fucking the <laughs> the Papes the fucking papes ruined the Teddy reveal <laughs> literally last month uh, 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 at the start of the month. They were like, Hey, yeah, James Marsden's back in Westworld, <laughs> which uh, how is that even a surprise? He was gone for a whole season. I watched the featurette at the end of the episode uh, because I was just like, fuck it. I'll let HBO shove these extra, uh, uh extra materials at me. And they were like, we brought back Teddy. It's a nice surprise for the fans. And it's like, He's a fucking robot who's gone for one season. Are we not supposed to expect every fucking big name robot to not come back in this show? Well, keep in mind, this is not the MCU. So there's not the same expectations built up that every single person is going to come back because they're a robot. Right. They might not. Excuse me. Are you saying that the MCU has revived more characters thus far than Westworld has with bringing back actors who were previously killed? Impossibly. Yes. I think I can say that. Look five billion people doesn't count just because half the universe was brought back that doesn't count talking about named characters who died in a pre-infinity movie (laughs) hearing hearing uh william speak spanish made me embarrassed as a white person who's taken several spanish classes anytime he he sounded like me like year two (laughs) trying to order a burrito at (laughs) Yeah, exactly i don't even speak spanish there (laughs) no they make fun of me. That's what that's what they should tell you in Spanish class. Like, don't try and practice your Spanish on somebody who's earning below minimum wage. Data has always been fungible, which is why we've created these non-fungible tokens. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically they would be. <laughs> <laughs> it, do you think every host is an actually an NFT? I mean, by definition, if they're written in stone, I guess they're non-fungible. And I mean, what's a token except an object, a generic term? (laughs) I I suppose every host is a non-fungible token. Want that Dolores NFT? By the way, how much do you think somebody pitched Westworld NFTs and another person at HBO had to be like, I will kill you with a hatchet? They were like, we're a British company. We don't adopt (laughs) something until we've been it for 30 years. Why are you suddenly inventing this Britishness for HBO all of a sudden? Have you seen The Wire? It's not a recent thing. Are okay. That that's casting though. They, yeah, that's what I mean. They're just like weirdly British in these <laughs> ways, and it's like just the fact that their streaming service is the worst one. Like technologically, it's like they're they use some. Excuse s- me, excuse me. Hmm. Have you tried Paramount Plus? <laughs> no, no, boy, <laughs> that shit has just straight up refused to let me play movies. Sometimes <laughs> just like all right, Paramount, I, <laughs> the CBS no access. So we get this guy who I don't even think we ever get his name. I watched this episode twice. Oh, do you think that the fucking cartel, who, by the way, I hate that every time it's like a future professional Latin organization, they're always like, and we were once the cartel. Yeah, and especially the way William says, or whatever you're calling yourself these days, like the writer couldn't come up with some futuristic term (laughs) for this organization. So, do you think those little glass panels and phones are realistically futuristic or anachronistically futuristic? Anachronistically futuristic, fun to say. But it's going to be looked back on as this ridiculous time period because starting with literally the Parks and Rec Three-year jump forward? Uh, It was more believable when they were also skateboards. When the tablets were also skateboards, I was like, all right, you need to be able to balance an entire human being on that. I get it. But it's also just very funny to me that they basically had the same idea as an NBC network sitcom, an American (laughs) network sitcom, and a British premiere science fiction television show, both had the exact same idea of what phones were going to look like, which means no way. And also, like, people care about their privacy. They're not going to just let you, like, read stuff backwards on the tablet, yeah. no matter how cool it looks when it's rendered. How bad do you think the breaking on that is? Especially with the hot girls. The hot girls of the future are going to be smashing the shit out of those phones. 100%. <laughs> also, I love how nothing has a bezel. Nothing at all, no. Nothing has a bezel. You're getting your fucking fingerprints right on those things. <laughs> and as a guy with huge hands, I'm like, I need the bezel, guys. I need a little bit of bezel for these fucking giant ham fingers of mine. So the negotiation goes south. He told the tiger he could eat most of him, but stop when he got to the head. That's vore, baby. <laughs> it technically is vore. It yeah. technically is vore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like they've used, because they've used the sort of elephant who the learned helplessness story and they used the scorpion on the frog story i think at one point it's just like they keep they're running out of accessible fables and they have to get more and more weird with each season a lot of animal metaphors can't wait t- uh, till we get to the rabbit in the hair it's it's coming it's coming fucking cartel guy uh, wakes up in his beautiful fucking uh generically postmodern house mm-hmm. and He sees a bunch of flies Mm -hmm. flying around, which is why you don't leave piles of rotting meat around your house. I know it might look cool to have a giant pile of rotting meat in the corner of your room, but it attracts flies. So the flies get in and spread some sort of mind contagion, let's call it. I believe that that man is full of fucking robot flies. Inside him? Like they like dived inside him? Yes! and, And like ate him from the inside out? Yes! So now he's some sort of mind freak. Chris Angel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so, buddy, mm. I want you to guess which of those flies are practical and which were CGI. They were all CGI. Nah, they had a fly wrangler. They did have a fly wrangler. So the so the little individual flies that were fucking flying around those, okay. were, I believe those are real. But but the horde. Yeah, yeah. That was that was they showed that one and they were like, you know, it's nice when we have some practical flies around for reference, and then they were just like, we CGI'd the shit out of those flies. I just want an entire documentary about the day-to-day life of a fly wrangler. <laughs> they they seem pretty happy with themselves. They were like, "No flies were harmed in the making of this show." <laughs> it's like uh, I I would have preferred you harm most of them. I was gonna say I would. The only way that would make sense to me is if that scene ended him with him just like mindlessly slapping a fly against the wall. One just lands on his cheek and he just sticks his tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is how this podcast is going to end with Ivan saying. Is my work done? (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say, the flies as robot drones. I know that I know that it's a common idea in science fiction, but fucking Black Mirror did that a few years ago. It has an interesting tie-in to this show in that it was canon in the first season, if you remember, like literally the opening scene, there's like flies crawling across hosts' eyeballs, Evan Mm -hmm. Rachel Woods and James Marsden's. And the Flies originally were the only thing in the park that were not hosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of the other animals were fucking hosts, which we never we never got the storyline that we really wanted with all the animal hosts rebelling. Yeah, I mean, that is actually an interesting thing in season two that despite the fact that all of the human hosts rebel, like the people were riding horses still get to ride their horses. <laughs> they were just like dumping them off and just kicking them in the teeth. It was a strictly human host oriented rebellion. Dolores wakes up in her bed like in the first episode. Just like in the first episode, but with different hair. Ivan, very different hair. Ooh, she's a brunette now. It's also very straight instead of that sort of like wavy newscaster hairdo that they all have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, you can tell that she's trapped in a, a desperate dystopian future because she sleeps on a Murphy bed. My God, could you imagine using so little space that you have to fold up your bed every day? <laughs> That's a future I don't want to conceive of. I don't know how to feel about a Dolores or a Christina in this case that uses a shirt chair, a shirt chair. She just puts her shirt on a chair. There's a chair there that has like some some clothes on it. Like, oh, are are you saying that this woman should have a hamper in 2048 uh, or whatever the fuck we are? I'm just I'm saying if you're a host, then yes, <laughs> then yeah, that is the <laughs> case. A human humans can have a shirt chair. How much you want to bet fucking stupid roommate who has the worst dialogue of any character I've heard on this show as a robot? Almost certainly. There's a couple weird things that happen. Been... <gasps> white shoes or black shoes? I wonder where we've seen that choice before. If the listener. So first of all, obviously you're referencing the white hat, black hat thing. Parallels the hats. But also something that I didn't catch until my second watch through is when Ford is drinking with Old Bill, the robot in the basement of the park, one of his lines that he will return to repeatedly was, let's drink to the lady with the white shoes. To be fair, I feel like there were like 50 ladies with white shoes in that season. Well, yeah, but they didn't emphasize it until they got to this part. We didn't have any long, creepy shots of women's feet? I not that I remember. That's not the type of thing that I focus on. <laughs> I was just like, yes, yes, show me these plot these plot-centric mm. white shoes I'm supposed to be looking at. I I I do not like it. There's also a moment <laughs> where she's looking into the mirror. And tell me, did you so she like literally like checks some skin under her nose? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you know that you're a host. You're not worried about the signs of aging or dead skin cells under your nose. So she's she's definitely a fucking robot. She's a robot, but I don't think she knows she's a robot. No, she does not know she's a robot. Which is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, how many times have we seen the robot doesn't know she's a robot fucking plot line? Uh, um, very many, but also we, like, we have no idea where this Dolores consciousness comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first guess when we heard that Evan Rachel Wood was going to be back was that it was going to be the Musashi... Dolores copy that got carried out by Clementine after it got beheaded I mean it still might be but wiped yeah but this is like clearly a a a revved a rev, but and also a very different one like no no idea of like home on the range or anything like this mm-hmm. is a very base level Dolores oh I mean I should just start calling her Christina that feels wrong <laughs> Christina so the way they talk about pills as tabs. Yeah. And the way they talk about it, like, oh, I almost took a tab to sleep last night. It's like sleeping pills. We have those now. Why are you being so weird about this? I don't know. This is just one of those things they always do. I mean, I guess the power of science fiction is you create an abstract concept so it doesn't come along with the specific baggage of existing remedies. Yeah, but I hate this how they're 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 already doing anti pill stuff. And it's like, excuse me. Uh, some of us need that so we won't go completely insane. I'm open to the idea that they didn't do another, like, the pills are ruining your mind type of situation, but... Literally, the fucking dud on the date was like, hey, you seem to have the, the barest minimum of emotional problems. Get on tabs! Also, calling them tabs just reminds me of the 80s. Like, a, yeah. <laughs> like, diet tab, and I just imagine a Mentos commercial when when they say it, just just pop a tab. So we are in Manhattan, and I I love how they're, they're imagined Manhattan future. Ooh, we've got parks and places to sit and a ton of rideshare consolidation. Yeah, they have motorized self-driving car. We still don't have fucking repulsor cars. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. I want one hover car. <laughs> and very surreal for me... Because they go along the high line where I walk mm-hmm. all of the time. And I realize now I saw them filming many times. I just didn't realize. <laughs> and you were just like, I don't know who that is. I mean, li- who's that I- brunette? I mean, I assume, I hope that I didn't just walk fast. If we if we see red in the background of one of these fucking shots, I am going to go insane. <laughs> I'm sure they would have CGI'd me out. <laughs> they were like that guy that guy's beard is not believable i did not have a beard while they were filming <laughs> what if they said you had the beard <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a weird choice i would love that though uh yeah i remember one time specifically where people were standing on the high line watching people and pointing and going that's Evan rachel wood and i was like guys i'm trying to go on my daily walk for my mental health get out of my way <laughs> it's either this or the tabs and i can't go back on them. <laughs> So we go to uh, Christina's job at Olympiad Entertainment, where she records the most generic story pitches in the world to get turned into images by AI, which I I gotta say, we're giving that dolly too much uh, uh, work. She's using dolly to make pitches. Yes. Which is what's going to happen, by the way. If you don't think that fucking all movies and production are going to be replaced by AI within the next 30 years, buddy, ooh. And the, a special effects guy in my feed is already doing it. Like he just gave examples of him, like, oh, I have this story and I made storyboards using Dolly and they're perfectly usable for pitches. Mm-hmm. And I was just mm-hmm. like, you just, you just put an artist out of work. <laughs> We're going to have to rebel and destroy all these AIs <laughs> so that we can go back to working on holidays. did you just very minor note i assume this is a a joke i don't even know if you had this store but the business that Dolores lives on top of is w-a-r-e space house where the warehouse that's what the business she lives on top of (laughs) except they sell stuff instead of a location so oh and you you pointed it out all the extras are wearing uh face masks and they're just wearing the masks on the one. Oh, I didn't even notice. When they're walking along the High Line. They're just wearing the masks. They didn't CGI them off. Oh. And they offer no explanation. <laughs> uh, buddy, I think we've got plenty of explanation. It's the future. It is the future. the future. It's the future. Climate change has accelerated the amount of diseases that are coming into circulation. Oh, we're going to be wearing masks forever. I mean, that's actually a great point is they had a shot with a ton of people wearing masks and you didn't even clock it. Yeah. Because it's so normal already. Yeah, it's so normal. Which, by the way, fucking mask wearing was so normalized in Asia. And now in America, we're just like, masks to protect ourselves? Fucking, I have not gotten non-COVID sick in the last two and a half years. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So the story that she records is basically her a modern version of her character from season one. Yeah, she she's like, oh, she has an infirm dad played by Louis Hirtham. I bet he's going to come back this year. (laughs) (laughs) How amazing is this smarmy ass boss being like, we need unhappy endings where what happens? Oh, yeah, everyone dies, which seems like the exact opposite of every storytelling trend I have seen in audiences for the last decade. People just want slice-of-life stories where nothing actually happens and people are nice to each other. Instead of make some claptrap for the populace, he's right, write some Oscar-bait, tearjerker bullshit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything's going to be fucking Ted Lasso nice for the next few years. And you know that there are going to be fucking uh, Ted Lasso nice shows into the 2040s. Have Mahersha Ali drive around with some white person and have him learn a lesson. <laughs> So we have this creepy guy who's calling her. Peter is his name. Your game's ruining my life. Another microtransaction addict. Oh, this guy played Diablo Immortal and it fucking ruined him financially. By the way, have you seen the Diablo Immortal? They made a Diablo Immortal microtransaction simulator so that people could actually go in and see how much money it takes to get the five-star gems. People were dropping... Literally, theoretically, ten thousand dollars to get this shit. Look, what I believe one person was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." On my run, I didn't get one until forty-eight grand. Holy shit! Yeah, that's how bad the, the microtransactions in Diablo Immortal are. Listen, we all agreed back in the late eighties that all games cost sixty dollars a game forever. <laughs> I love how fucking that ha- that <laughs> everybody is like uh, video games need to be bigger and have better graphics, but I will not pay more than $60 for them. <laughs> yeah, adjust 1980 money to now. Like, the people were paying, like, $150 for a video game. Yeah, but, buddy, if you presented somebody in the 80s with Horizon Zero Dawn, they would be like, obviously this game is worth $15,000 per unit, right? <laughs> yeah, that, and that would have been appropriate for the jump in technology. Exactly. We go from there to... A Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, yeah, where somebody's playing some Hendrix. Don't you hate when you hear a musical cue and it works on you real well? I listened to a lot of Hendrix as a kid. It's, it. yeah, it drills down deep and I'm like, oh, we're about to have a good time. I, (laughs) the first time I watched this show, this area, I don't know where it is. It could be any West Coast forest, but it felt very Northern California to me. And just seeing a 1980s Dodge Ram pickup truck pull up, I... Didn't clock that it's weird that she's driving an 80 to 90-year-old truck until the (laughs) second time I watched it? Literally an 80 to 90-year-old truck. The only guess that I have is that she's trying to get a vehicle that has no electronics in it whatsoever. And that was the last time you could get a vehicle without electronic fuel injection. So it's, aside from spark plugs, completely non-reliant on any sort of electronical technology. But that's a reach. Oh, no, no, I think that's exactly what's happening because she seems to be generating EMPs. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. And her car will still start and everybody. (laughs) Also, if you're wondering where the EMP is coming from, look for the person with the 90 year old car that's not disabled by the EMPs. (laughs) (laughs) Maeve has a little flashback Mm -hmm. to what I believe is a scene that we did not see in the third season, indicating that it took place during the robot war of uh, them apparently blowing up a backup Rehoboam and Aaron Paul getting his shit completely wrecked. So I think Aaron Paul's a robot. Do you see that scene with the massive gut wound in Aaron Paul's side where Maeve is just looking at him like, oh, I don't think this guy's making it out of this Nazi camp. We've had several human people who got gutted towards the end of a season and i was like oh they're dead and then they come back and it's like that's a host and it's like no that's they just they we healed ah medicine's very advanced in 2060s i uh, i am not currently assuming that he is a host that is where i'm putting uh, it. i am assuming that everyone's a host you're playing by battlestar galactical rules (laughs) yes Uh, i'll fuck that toaster (laughs) okay (laughs) that refrigerator's a host Oh, ooh. <laughs> Let's do it, crush tron. <laughs> so Caleb back on the job. Seven years. Back to working a shitty construction job with his coworker who's like, Rehabum was right. He's literally the guy walking around in this world being like Thanos was right. So I gotta say, you'll never catch me with my legs over the edge of a building. Sitting on my couch in my living room, like, leaning back, pulling my feet up over the edge of the couch (laughs) and just scooching against the back of it. It is terrifying. Like, clearly, they're referencing the Empire State Building lunch picture Mm -hmm. of construction workers. but Which, didn't they have that, but with robots in the last season? You're right. They absolutely did. They did that even more explicitly. So, I guess they're calling back to their own... Reference to the Empire State Building? I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> is circular referencing. I-, I mean, that is the most watchful thing I can imagine. Also, do you know what's very unrelatable? My life has changed a lot since they destroyed those machines, and it's only been two years, and I don't even exist in that world. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, how much did you think society was going to change when we came out of COVID? <laughs> I mean, I-, I didn't know, but I thought it would change more than the robot revolution. <laughs> I really feel like the robot revolution should have changed a little much. I feel like it should have changed more. This this nihilistic, like, hey, no matter what happens, things always try and push back towards equilibrium. I was like, yeah, this this is a little far towards equilibrium, though. We meet Aaron Paul's classic generic biracial daughter and classic uh, generic disapproving wife, who's coincidentally been named after my dog that I just got a few months ago. Frankie, Frankie. It was. It's very. It was very weird watching that with my dog, and and he's like, I would do anything for Frankie, and I'm like, same. And your dog is just like, huh? What, <laughs> what was that, Aaron? My little toy fox terrier is just like adorable. Did you see the Banksy robot graffiti? That was so fucking stupid. So who you, came up there with that stencil? Did you look at it? So it's yeah, a. Yeah, it's a robot holding a girl on a leash who's using a drone. The drone is controlling the little girl who is controlling the drone. Ah, Uh, Again, it's circular. In the style of Banksy, who again has been dead for many years. It's the 2060s. Do we know that? I mean, I don't know. Who knows which Banksy we're on? It could be a Dread Pirate Robert situation. How do we even know that Banksy isn't robot? (laughs) And then they say the title of this podcast, Enough with the Cowboy Shit. (laughs) I really would have expected a rural shopkeeper to be more like, You're asking me? Where somebody lives? Yes. I ain't got to give you that information. So some people go into a small town, and if you know small town people, the things they don't like are outsiders and sharing information with outsiders. Yes. Now, within the town, everybody gossips insanely. Like, everybody knows everybody else's business insanely. Very much. But outsiders? Outsiders don't get to know anything until they've lived there for many a year. Yeah. And Maeve does the classic... (laughs) huh i think I, uh and you know what i'm feeling a little peckish give me the axe <laughs> that's why they put the axe right there up front it's an impulse purchase you remember you know how trader joe's has all of those axes right by the cashier i could never sell weapons because i just get into an argument with somebody and they'd be like give me the axe and i'd be like <laughs> no <laughs> You don't get an axe. You're very mad at me right now. (laughs) You gotta do a waiting period. You gotta do a waiting period for that axe. We don't want you cutting down a tree in anger. Is there a lot? No, I'm just not going to give it to you for three days. (laughs) Because that would be absurd. You're very mad. And I'm trapped behind this counter. So Maeve uh, goes back to her fucking shed in the woods, sees all of the guys in the classic I am part of a paramilitary black ops unit casual it must be friday and she does one of the classic tricks the uh oh, car with no driver car with no driver she didn't even put an inflatable man in the seat though i feel like <laughs> they should have been able to tell through the window that this 1980s dodge ram must be priceless by the way i can't believe she just gave it up that <laughs> they, they, they were just like wait does that car only use gasoline? It's not a hybrid. Get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, God, the fuel mileage. It, it must be like eight miles per gallon. I didn't even think about that. How bad do you think fuel prices are? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of problems with this vehicle. I mean, <laughs> maybe, hopefully, I think they made diesel versions. Maybe it's biodiesel. Maybe it's more like French fries rolling in, and then that's what distracted them. So I got to say, I respect any character who solves their problems by killing their enemies with a high-powered sniper rifle. (laughs) There have been so many situations where I was like, well, this character should simply kill their enemies with a high-powered sniper rifle. And they never do it. But finally, somebody did it. I hate in games where they like make you like. I always play in a way where I pick off enemies one at a time. Like mm-hmm. if they're like, "No, you have to deal with all of this mob at once," And I'm like, "Then I quit your game. I can't ha! do that." Are you one of those stealth guys? Are you one of those guys in an Ubisoft open world games who is like, "Well, obviously, I'm going to go into the belt, the base, through stealth and defeat all the enemy guards that way by by hitting a uh, Square behind them when they're not paying attention." It's more like I have four thousand bombs for them to hit, and then I like. <laughs> throw the rock, and then snipe the one guy, and then they all <laughs> run into the bombs, and I'm like, I've I've killed all of them with a single bullet. <laughs> That's my move. Uh, so, uh, Colonel Brigham, who was the head of the Confederado Army in Season 2. Wait, I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, it's calling back to Season 2 characters. I mean, very cocky, especially ones that they didn't put in the previously on. Especially ones who aren't, like, A-list actors. Yeah. I called him Mustache Man the first time through, and then I was like Colonel Brigham because the first time through I was like they'll explain that later, and then they didn't, and I was like I suppose I should look that up. Yeah, I literally thought, oh, she knows somebody in the military. Why wouldn't she? I got to say, girl, you do not know where that head has been. You're just going to you're just going to open up somebody's head in your sink. That's cross contamination. One of the grossest things they introduced in season two is is the like brain core. Little, it looks like a chlorine holder from a swimming pool, but smaller. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't, I don't like the little brain pearl chlorine dropper. So we find out that Mae finds out, yeah, that William's back in some form, and she doesn't know, she doesn't know about host William versus real William. I do not think. No, I do not believe that is general information for anybody. So she, she has to presume. How bad's that atrocious fake CGI fire? The CGI fire doesn't look good. There's a a couple spots where the the effects don't look great, but the CGI fire is probably a a low point. There are two things that I hate when they CGI, and that's fucking fire and blood. Call me a Targaryen because I love practical fire and practical blood. Those are the, the best things, and it's like people just aren't willing to get wet on set anymore. People have these like dry clauses in their contracts, and I think that's not real acting. Nobody's willing to roll around in a pool of corn syrup these days. If at no point while acting are you slopping around with like corn syrup in your shoes so it makes the most disgusting sucking noise of all time. The only way you're a real actor is if you have internalized the sound of flop 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 flop. There's no two ways around it. How soon do we get the consumer grade retinal scan door lock? Uh I mean, I th- I think it exists now. I think it's Butterfly MX. I think you could buy it. Do we have consumer grade retinal scan uh, uh, door locks available? I, I think we have face scan. I'm not sure if we have retinal. i I need retinal scan. I need people to be to be fucking pulling down their eyelid when they need to deliver a package <laughs> to my house <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I love the the idea that they were like, uh, we ran into a problem. It turns out that eighty percent of our delivery guys are high on THC. <laughs> <laughs> and not enough pupils. Just so dilate. <laughs> we can't get any of that information out. <laughs> so fucking this this roommate's dialogue. I don't know what it is, but I fucking hate it so bad. I'm not going to be an accessory after the fact to the murder of your social life. Who talks like that? Except a robot. The world that they've created for these two. Like uh, I'm gonna call it. Dolores in the city. <laughs> <laughs> It really does feel like a bad '90s sitcom about like women trying to make it in the industry. I mean, I do think they are trying to convey some of that tone. That it's a more that it is a more slice of life where she really is just like worried about her career and worried about her dating life. Though she is, did you notice she still paints? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She still has an easel in her apartment. Yeah, uh, that which is actually probably the biggest giveaway that it is still. Actually Dolores and not just, you know, some other consciousness in Evan Rachel Wood's body. We get the scene where she's like, oh, is somebody watching me? And James Marsden's presence is just filling the air. Every woman knows when James Marsden is watching her. (laughs) So is this, did we skip over the date? No, no, the date's coming up. Okay. We get a little bit of maze graffiti. The Maze is back, which I thought was surprising because I would say, of the exquisite first season of Westworld, one of the best seasons of television of all time, despite the fact that The Maze was like such a compelling, driving plot point, the end point of it, especially as it relates to William, was pretty unsatisfying. And I was surprised oh. that they are calling back to that as clearly some like big glory days. Though it is. The point of the maze is about the hosts uh, gaining free will, being self actualized. And so I guess this is probably about, you know, she's trapped in this loop. And I guess it's about her trying to get out of it again. Though, you know, uh, presumably that was Teddy who left it out there. I don't think there's much of a mystery at that point, at this point. Roommate is saying the stupidest shit. You have to smile. Yeah. The single line that irritated me the absolute most in this entire episode, the single line that I was like, no one has ever talked like that in the history of conversation, that this sequence of words would never come out of somebody's mouth this way. This person has to be a robot because no biological construct could say these words in this order. There's a system to investing. Art is a lie that tells the truth, honey, and the truth is you need to get laid. Yeah. I I don't think I even processed it at the time. Like, it just had a certain rhythm that I was just like, I get what she's trying to say. But until you just said it right now, I don't think I fully... It was like a mnemonic device that carries like an alien virus into your brain. <laughs> Which in this world is a very real possibility. Yeah, yes, exactly. I would love if there was an alien virus that made people speak hackneyed dialogue. What What if that is this season's Violent Delights at Violet Ends and we have to hear it like 80 times over the course of the season? <laughs> if I have to hear art is alive that tells the truth, honey, and the truth is you need to get laid one more time, fucking blood is going to start pouring out of my face i'd like to tell you otherwise but artist is lie that tells the truth ah, honey. Oh, no, blood. <laughs> and the truth is you need to get laid i mean to be fair that is true <laughs> so <laughs> how how bad must it feel to be cast as the actor who's the dud date <laughs> would you rather be would you rather be cast as dud date or creepy guy going insane oh creepy stalker dead date yeah that's the true alpha sigma beta (laughs) Ah, i think i'd rather be dead dead date and and honestly on the scale of dead dates this guy isn't even that bad because he managed to ask at least like three personal questions in a row (laughs) which is more than most men on date there's a system to investing ivan ah i'm not doing it for the players I'm doing it for myself. Don't let the gamers hear you say that. Uh, but of course you would. If be. a gamer heard her say that, ooh, you know her mentions would be in ruins. The only thing that makes me want to create video games is angering gamers. That's like my number. <laughs> I would be like. You don't even need to, you don't even need to make video games for, to do that. You can just say stupid things about video games online and the gamers will find you. Uh, but, but the idea that it's like, oh, I created something because I find it creatively rewarding, something that people have done with art. Going back into the darkest recesses of history to hear something like that and take personal offense to it. What? You're not catering to my needs in a capitalist society? The fans like uh, it's that that's a nightmare. Did you notice the big thing that they do, aside from there's a system to investing, which is the worst opening line in a date ever, is the waiter comes with water and she thanks the waiter. And he does not acknowledge the waiter. He doesn't thank the waiter? This man is a fucking monster. First of all, you say, when you see the waiter coming, you say thank you. When he starts pouring, you say thank you again. When he finishes pouring, you say thank you, sir. The other guy acts as if the waiter is not there. If you're not thanking the way wait- I thank the waiter when they're passing by, I give them the little I give them the little teammate butt tap and they're like, so you have to leave this restaurant. No, yeah, I'm, I'm a little old fashioned. I normally send a note the next day. <laughs> so there's tabs for that, bro. You can't be telling a woman to go on medication on your first date. I don't tell women to smile. I tell women to take antidepressants <laughs> so they don't have to burden me with their issues. Women would rather go on dates than go to therapy. Uh, it is a nightmare. He is, he is a nightmare of a human being. How much do you think we see him again and he's some sort of weird robot stalker? I mean, I do think in this show we'll probably see him casually get killed by a robot at some point. <laughs> exactly and we're not supposed to feel bad about it it's gonna be ironic like he's being like crushed under uh, uh like an investment advertisement do you think they're gonna bring that like fully cgi like military robot back from season three? Oh, oh we're going to see like a fucking billion of those gonna come back and just like chomp it between its jaws and there's no reason for it to have jaws except it that... didn't have jaws it did not have jaws remember i know i'm gonna say they're gonna add jaws just to <laughs> just so that It can be anthropomorphically more scary when it, like, picks people up and chews people in its (laughs) monster T-Rex machine claws. The fucking greasy weirdo calls her. Peter. And is like, ah, the tower! Why are you doing this to me? So, I assume what's happening is she's subconsciously pulling people's profile information to make these stories? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I... Also, I assume the tower is some, like, invisible building. The tower is some invisible building. Because they they show you a few drawings of it when she passes to the homeless guy, yeah, and it's that weird tower that has like the 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 like crack in the side that mm. goes the other way with like a big like weird like star shaped uh thing in it. So I think that there's some like weird invisible tower. Interesting. I mean, or it might be one of those things that's like a, a fucking psychic construct that's being broadcasted that only certain people can like hear on their wavelength or something knowing westworld is probably going to be the church that was underneath the sand in season one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's interesting Uh, you know i hadn't put i hadn't connected the homeless man to peter so i'm gonna have to go back and look at that drawing yeah uh so uh, the fucking greasy weirdo who's stalking her is like uh you dropped your phone Hmm. And she's and like, fucking... I don't I don't have a phone and then throws sand in his eyes and runs away. <laughs> I, th- I think more women need to carry sand in their pockets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you're holding your hand up to your ear, don't have a phone in there. Have sand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the fucking greasy weirdo pulls a knife on her and then Teddy beats the shit out of him. I don't know why. Why did I think it was Teddy? I thought it was Caleb. But it does. No, it's it... 100%. Okay. 10. I believe you. Why would Caleb be there? (laughs) So also, it does that weird memory switch. Like, remember that they're like when they're remembering things, they can't tell that it's a memory. They just experience Mm it. She's literally looking and somebody's beating the shit out of this guy and then they're gone. Yeah. So we are seeing, again, some sort of time fuckery, as is this show's norm. Or (laughs) fucking because she looks for some reason, she looks away from the guy beating the shit out of the guy who just tried to stab her. Yeah. And then they're gone. Which could just be, ooh, daddy took this guy away. It could be. I think it's time, fuckery. We go back to fucking Aaron Paul. What do we do? Establish a perimeter. Listen, kids need to learn basic military tactics, all right? Yeah, robot war. Yeah, Frankie's mom gets real upset about him just training his kid to live in the modern era into which he was born. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Listen. Kids gotta be prepared for tech war. <laughs> I was trying this earlier. So Uade, Caleb's wife says, Hey, don't be so paranoid. And I haven't, I've tried like 80 different ways. Try and say, I'm not being paranoid without sounding the most paranoid. <laughs> I'm not being paranoid. <laughs> I'm, I'm not being paranoid. I'm not being paranoid. I can't do it. Uade? You can't do it like a regular person. Uade? I'm, I'm not being paranoid. I'm not. <laughs> being paranoid you can't do it the first person in an argument to accuse the other of being paranoid you've won anytime I get into an argument with a woman the first thing I say is I'm not crazy <laughs> <laughs> Rega- I, I, I I headed off at the pass <laughs> another great cliche the guy jumping off a building in front of the protagonist I wouldn't call it a great cliche I would call it a, I mean it's a cliche it's a cliche cliche We go back to Aaron Paul and his wife, and when she's like, I see the messages you and your friends send about conspiracies and chemtrails, I was like chemtrail conspiracists are quaint at this point oh yeah i would take a chemtrail conspiracist over any of these fucking the elites are drinking adrenochrome out of a fucking washington dc pizza shop do you know how nostalgic i am for just bananas people spiraling on things that absolutely don't affect reality yeah what a glory day in this nation's history Chemtrails were the halcyon days that I reach for again. Yeah. The way conservatives idolized the 50s, I'm like, oh, yeah. if we could get back to the chemtrail 90s. <laughs> it's it's just like eating fresh broccoli every day. It's just like the <laughs> healthiest this country has ever been. <laughs> Is there any line worse than? It's not that you fear war; it's that you miss it. I don't miss war. <laughs> It doesn't sound believable. It doesn't sound believable. I don't miss war. (laughs) That's why anytime I get into an argument with a woman, the first thing I say is I'm not crazy and I do not miss war. (laughs) Never missed a war once in my life. (laughs) I'm happy the war's over. I might miss a war, but I don't miss dinner. (laughs) Is that a Jack Benny line? What just happened? (laughs) I as well. Be Take my robot wife, please. (laughs) Frankie drops her teddy bear out of the window, and she goes down to get it. And some fucking guy is there. Frankie's teddy bear named Bear 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 Bear. Perfect kid name. <laughs> good, good job, writers. So the guy takes a shot at her, and fucking Caleb. Uh, d- the guy, did you recognize that? Oh my god, it's which fucking host is he? It's Walter. It's one of the milkmen. Oh my god, it's he was he was Stephen Ogg's right hand man. <laughs> You didn't recognize him because he wasn't drenched in white fluid. <laughs> I gotta say, Maeve coming in at the exact perfect moment, you can't do... Th- the character dives in at the exact perfect moment twice in ten minutes. Uh, you, uh, well, Westworld begs to differ. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darling. <laughs> Guys, the only way to protect your family, though... Is to leave your family. All these years, I thought you were being paranoid. There was a robot war, a recent one. (laughs) It's not like the robot war happened forty years ago. Yeah, this isn't Futurama. It's still the twenty-sixties. The robot wars are now. Yeah, you're going to get yourself killed. He already did. He a robot. We'll see. I'm on scene, not a robot. I say one hundred percent. This guy a robot. Mm -mm. This is this is some organic ass Caleb. This is not. He doesn't he doesn't have chlorine brain. (laughs) We go back to Christina who's standing on the balcony and it's like, record pitch. And I got to say, if I had the power to just record pitches at any time and turn them into uh, images using an AI, I'd just be like, record pitch. Ass, 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 ass. ass. <laughs> so, Ivan, one of the big questions that we had going into this, how do you feel about Christina as a writer? I love her. Because she is a terrible writer. And there's nothing better than a bad writer in fiction. When she's just saying the most generic, there's a woman and she's searching for something. Some kind of plot device. (laughs) That's the kind of character that Ivan Hernandez once in his prestige fiction. If I have to follow along a writer, they better be as mediocre as possible. (laughs) You don't want to be aspiring to be this fictional character. I want a story with a happy ending and no fifth season. I'm all in. I felt like this was a great reintroduction to the show. It feels like they're headed in a more coherent direction after spiraling up their own ass in season three. I'm loving this. How do you feel about the Teddy reveal? Because it's great. She's on a balcony. It's got some Romeo and Juliet vibes. I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like. If they had showed any character except the most obvious one that was already confirmed to be returning and was only gone for one season. You know what? I, first of all, I love surprising media. Obviously, we were both spoiled by production news. But I saw in my feed, like, people were like, Teddy, it's Teddy. <laughs> people were excited and surprised and delighted. And I think it's a great character to bring back. Like, absolutely love it. The big question is, which rev of Teddy did we get? Mm -hmm. Like, did we get season one, dumb, cute, and loyal to Dolores, but not much else to him, Teddy? Or did we get super confident murderer at the end of season two, tortured by his slavish devotion to Dolores? Well, I think we're getting Sonic the Hedgehog, Teddy. (laughs) (laughs) Ugly Teddy. Teddy. I I will say that was the only part of Rescue Rangers that was funny to me. Ugly Sonic. That was so funny. I couldn't believe they brought that in. That was very funny, especially making it Tim Robinson. (laughs) Yes. Extremely funny. Yeah. (laughs) So we end the episode with a violin cover of Lana Del Rey's video games. Is that a little too on the nose for you? It's a, it's very on the nose, but I fucking love it. Give me more (laughs) instrumentals of mine pop songs you can just listen to that online there is no shortage of violin uh, a string quartet covers of modern songs you think i don't <laughs> you think that's not 90 percent of my spotify recently played <laughs> you and that orchestral ozma oh give me give me that quartet playing metallica songs <laughs> iron and wine you and, you and that fucking vitamin quartet i love it so we're back in And it's... Uh. I couldn't be happier. I'm so excited that we're going to be covering this. I... I am enjoying it. Let us know... Uh. (laughs) (laughs) If you are listening to this on the Boar's Gore and Swords feed, please subscribe. The rest of the episodes will be on the Doesn't Sound Like Anything to Me feed, which is our Westworld podcast. We're just putting this episode up there to remind you guys that that is where... We put all of these episodes. Thank you guys so much for following us over there. If you have any questions or comments or theories or think we got something wrong or know the exact year that that Dodge Ram pickup truck was made. By the way, I I noticed just Googling there was a Dodge Ram pickup truck from the mid 80s with the Prospector trim. And that feels like a very Westfield choice. Could have been that one. (laughs) Just guessing. Uh, But yes, follow us. Doesn't sound like anything to me. Feed link will be in the show notes or you can find it on your pod catalog of choice please support the podcast patreon.com slash boars gore swords that's the only reason ivan puts up with westworld 100 <laughs> i would not be watching this stupid fucking television show if there was not a financial incentive for me and we do appreciate you guys each and every one of you you can find us on twitter at boars gore swords you can find ivan on twitter at ivan underscore hernandez and you can find red on twitter at red underscore scott Art is a lie that tells the truth, honey, and the truth is you need to get laid.